Hi, I'm Courtney. And I'm Megan. We're two ladies navigating life, mixing classic and current trends. Each week, we chat with a guest about their throwback interests and their latest discovery or cup of tea. We're We're the the Grand Millennials. Oh, hey, Megan. Oh, hey, what's up, girl? Not a ton. I mean, we're in the summertime. Things are just super hot. Super hot. Um, Mini heat wave, which we've been so lucky. Yeah. I was going to say, Emily told me this evening that it's only going to be a height of 80 tomorrow. I know. I saw that. She was like, yes, it's only going to be 80. And I was like, this is a weird time we're living in when we're excited that, I don't know. I Well, I just love fall, but it's not fall. So it's okay that it's going to be 80. (laughs) It's true. But, I mean, compared to, like, it's been, like, today it was 93 and it felt like close to 100. So anything is better than that. That's true. Uh, We are going to have more rain, but I'm okay with that because... Then it gives me an excuse to be inside and not feel bad about the fact that I'm, I'm like, wasting a summer day, you That's know? true. And rain makes the flowers grow, as That's they say in Lehman. true. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> okay, so what's random. been going on? It's been a couple weeks since we actually got to do an episode, so. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of same old, same old working from home, yeah. working out at home. Nice. Being at home. At um, home? Yeah, at home, at home, with okay. you, right? Oh. Remember? Oh, hey, right, right, right. I up? think I've seen you recently. <laughs> yeah, seen you around this place. <laughs> um, but one really fun thing um, is the people that I used to nanny for, um, so they go to the farmer's market every week, but mm-hmm. since there's COVID, um, you have to order boxes online ahead of time, and so I went back to visit them, um, I guess maybe two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. and they had like an abundance of zucchini or something, and they were like, hey, do you want some zucchini? And I was right. like, Sure. And then they were like, you know, let us know if you ever want to get a farmer's market box. Like, we'll yeah. order one for you and, you know, pick it up for you or whatever. And um, I forgot to reach back out. And so I, you know, thought, okay, well, whatever. That was that. Um, but then I woke up on Sunday and I had a text from them. They're like, hey, we bought you a box from the farmer's market. Like, Aww. you know, do you want us to unpack it now and refrigerate it? Or, like, do you want to pick it up today? Or, like, what do you think? And so Kristen and I went over, and this box was amazing. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's so much food in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there was, like, so many fresh peaches. There's, like, a bushel. Bushel? A A pack? It was a half pack? Half pack? I I don't know. We're not farmers. But the uh, peaches. Okay. And then there was the same amount of green apples. And then there was potatoes and kale and cucumbers and... Two um, melons? Two. Yep. Two melons. Two heads of broccoli. For onions. I mean... It, like a bajillion tomatoes. Yeah. The yeah. picture you posted on Instagram looked like... It was like, look at our bounty. It was like a feast. It was like a cornucopia. <laughs> yeah. Um, kale. Yeah. Kale. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been, uh, I feel like, a fun week in terms of there's all this, like, fresh fruit and veg. So mm-hmm. been trying to cook with it. Um, made bruschetta on Sunday. The house smelled amazing. Or, yeah, yeah that, that was Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. And then Monday I made a peach crisp. Mm-hmm. And we still have, like, 47 peaches left. That's not true. That's there an exaggeration. Are, I think there are only four peaches left. Okay. Because Joanne just put four on the counter to make another You're crisp. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so there are eight peaches still left, guys. Still remaining. Don't worry. Simple math. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then today, well, then I sort of, I, I mean, I like this uh, orange chicken from Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. but I roasted the broccoli and had that with Chinese food. And then today I made, like, a kale, sweet potato, onion bacon garlic delicious concoction so nice. yeah i feel like it sort of made cooking more exciting because i have to figure out how to use what came in the box mm-hmm. so that's like a little puzzle yeah i like it it's been a cooking week for all of us yeah um, yesterday i made uh, my chicken fajitas fajitas so I had a little special someone come over a little um, someone someone yeah um and you also made pinto beans, which I, I feel like was processed. Yeah. It was soaking involved overnight. Right. So I, I I followed Kristen's advice about, you know, going for five-star recipes. Excellent. And I was like, go for it. And this recipe said they were great. And so that you use dried pinto beans and use a whole bag. And I didn't realize how much pinto beans, when you soak them overnight, how they expand. Um, expand. Like, I knew they were going to expand, but, like, I used my little, like, Creuset little um, pot, pot, and it was, like, almost full the, the next morning. And funny enough, I was supposed to soak the beans overnight, and I did, but I had, um, like, gone to sleep really late um, that evening, and I was, like, laying in bed. It was, like, after midnight, and then I was like, my beans! And 
that I had, I like scurried into the kitchen and um, <laughs> and put the beans in my little pot. And Joanne's room was open a little bit, and she's right near the kitchen. And so she like like groggily like with the the light of the kitchen in her face to close her door completely because oh, yeah. her door had been open a little bit I think to let some cool air in um and I felt really bad but I got my beans soaked and it was a pretty easy recipe except I like had looked at it and I'd read through it probably twice pretty quickly when I was like shopping for the ingredients and then I was like oh it says you need like an hour and I was like something made me look at that recipe again because before it says continue to simmer for an hour it says let them simmer for three hours and it's a so, big time difference. Right, which, and it just so happened that uh, it was about three hours or three and a half, three hours and 45 minutes before um, this person you were having dinner. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, I, yeah. So I got it all done. I like quickly was going through it. I felt bad because Joanne was in a meeting on Zoom and I was just like, I'm trying to be as quiet as possible. And I had this huge pot of beans going and um, it made the house smell really good. Yeah, it smelled delicious. Yeah, but now I have beans for days. For days. Um, and I feel like after you finish eating you're like hey if anybody wants beans like have some joanne had made tacos and so we're all like yeah "Yeah, let me add some beans to my plate and then emily she always eats at like 5 p.m yeah and then needs a snack around like 6 (laughs) p.m whatever she's like i think i'm gonna have some beans and she's like these are actually amazing i was like no tell courtney yeah yeah and i'm not usually a pinto bean person so it was a nice little experiment and definitely gonna make them again but i'll probably make uh, a half a bag <laughs> yeah moderation a whole bag because it was just a lot or maybe you could i don't know transition and make some sort of like chili out of what's left or sneezing no i don't, I don't know. know it just seems like a lot of the same thing then you know yeah yeah i don't know yeah i mean i could keep a half a bag of beans around you know no i just met like with what's left oh currently like currently yeah mm, or we yeah. could have beans every meal i mean i gave some away Okay, that's so, good. Yeah. That's good idea. I was like, please take some beans. <laughs> I don't need these you all. The, the sheer number of times that we've said beans just reminds me of um, Into the Woods, that uh, song about the beans, 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 yeah. beans whatever. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. <laughs> Apparently my mind is on musicals today. I like Talking it. About Lame it's is, great. Into yeah. the Woods. No, I'm here for it. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, the other exciting thing is I got a new pair of sunglasses. Yeah, so I had lost a pair of sunglasses at the beach in the ocean. I got knocked by a wave, and I, like, got up, and, like, my hat was gone, but I also felt like I was missing something else. The hat was floating, so I grabbed it and then realized, like, an hour later that my sunglasses had come off my face. (laughs) All of a sudden brighter outside. (laughs) I couldn't figure it out. I know. I am an intelligent person, but... You know, it, there may have been a few beers ahead of this. There, I mean, yes, maybe one, maybe one, maybe two. two. Um, it was the beach, so I got a new pair of sunglasses, which is super exciting. Yeah, they are very cool. They're very um, mirrored, mirrored, very mirrored, yeah. and like a goldish mirrored instead of like the like bluish and greenish that a lot of them have. Yeah, so I'm pretty. She psyched. basically looks like a movie star now. It's I cool. mean, I do what I can. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you got an exciting purchase this week too. Oh uh, yeah, I was like looking at her like, what did I buy this week? Um, I bought a new band for my Apple Watch. Ooh. So I feel like it has always sort of bothered me, like how wide the watch band is. Yeah. For I mean, I got reason. a crazy watch tan that tells me you're right. Yeah. <laughs> tells you I'm right. Yeah. Um, I feel like I had that watch tan for a bit, and then when we were at the beach, I was like, I got to get rid of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's just like a thinner band. It's light pink, which is fun. Um, but it's that same, like, silicone material. So, and it was on sale, I don't know, it was like $10 or something. Nice. So. That's great. Not a huge investment, but I feel like it makes me happy. Yeah. So that's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. Well, I'll tell you something that didn't make me happy. This book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you picked it. I so know. I didn't yeah. know what I was getting into. Um, so do you want to take a quick little break, and then we can come back and talk about Wuthering Heights? Yep. Okay. Sounds like a plan. See ya. Hey, we're back. So we are back. We are going to talk about our second Grand Millennial Book Club book, which is Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte. What's up, Emily Bronte? Yeah. Um, Your book is depressing. I know. That's so, what's up. Now, we picked this book because it was a classic work of literature. Um, and um, 
you know, didn't go in knowing a whole bunch. We picked it because... We went in blindly. We did go in blind. I knew the Bronte sisters, you know, hearing right. about them. Um, we've probably been more familiar with, like, Jane Eyre and Charlotte Bronte. I've never read um, Jane Eyre either, I mean, but... Sure. I haven't read it either, but I know it's more in, like, conversation. It's usually a book that people read in school. Um, highbrow society. <laughs> right. Um, but we, we, to be honest, we picked this one because it was shorter. And yeah, we didn't have as many accurate. weeks. Yeah, so we're going to be straight up with you. Um, and so the story um, starts with this family, right? right. We have... Um, the Earnshaws, right? Yes, the Earnshaws. And we have Catherine and Hinton. Her, uh, Henley? Henley. Henley, sorry. Henley. There's a lot of people with very similar names. Yeah. So Henley. We're off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. Henley and Catherine Earnshaw, um, and their father goes away to do some business in Liverpool, and they ask for, you know, little presents on the way back, but um, he ends up bringing a this child. child who seems to have been abandoned by someone at some point um, and has been living on the street, and so he's brought him back. And his name is Heathcliff. Yes. Well, and is that where he had gone on business? I think it was Liverpool. Liverpool. Okay. I never mind. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Okay. So um, they bring this child. They call him Heathcliff. We don't know if it's a first name, last name, you know, something that he's just called. Um, and he seems to have some issues, you know, um, gets into some trouble. But he's also, for whatever reason, like favored by the dad. Right, the yeah. dad brings him in. And, like, loves him as if he were his own son and maybe perhaps even more Better. than his yeah, son, Henley. Exactly. And so Henley's all kinds of jealous. And then Catherine and Heathcliff become, like, best of friends. Right. They spend all their time. Yes. Being wild on the moors. Exactly. And Catherine, they they say, or it, it's in the book, that she kind of has a, a wild manner um, and everything like that. And as they Not grow, very refined. Not very refined. But she has these two friends who live in the estate. Why are they over? friends? I think they know each other. I Not at the think... beginning, but they become friends. Because remember, Heathcliff then gets jealous because she wants to hang out with... So I think what happens is that... Please tell me. Tell me what happens because I'm confused. The dad dies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Henley becomes like... Mm, and the, the mom dies. I don't know. They're, people die quickly in this book. Right. But mom and dad die. And yeah. so then Henley is in charge. Yes. And he then like makes Heathcliff become like a servant. Right. Right? He, like, right. sort of pushes him out. Yes. And then he, I think, fairly certain, he, like, tells Catherine, like, you know, we're not hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. But Catherine and Heathcliff would, like, sneak off and play in the moors and whatever. Right. And they're out late one night, and they decide to, like, go up to this house to, like, see what's going on inside. Oh, you're right. You're and then right. the dog comes out and bites, bites Catherine. Catherine. And so then the people come out, and they're like, oh, that's Catherine from, uh... Wuthering Heights. Yeah, and so then, or Thrushcross Grange, or no. No, I, no, they went up to Thrushcross Grange. Okay, okay, the yeah. The Grange is the adjacent okay, yeah. property. Okay, mm-hmm. so then they allow Catherine to come in, but they, they do not, let, do Heathcliff. not let Heathcliff come in, because they're like, oh, he's like a gypsy child, the, like, whatever, like, so they sent him home. Right. So then he goes back to tell Nellie, like, oh, Nellie's oh, like right. the maid. Sorry, and the whole story starts with the maid telling this tenant of Thrushcross Grange a the, story the history behind like because he's gone to Wuthering Heights and met with Heathcliff and has he was very rude and um, unaccommodating so then he goes and he's also home. like confused about like who's living in the house right. and like what and their relationship, relationship is to with each, each other. other right and so he like convinces the maid to essentially explain uh all their relationships. Exactly. So then that's kind of how we as the reader find out what's going on. Yes. So Catherine is at the Linton's yes. house. Mm-hmm. And they are, I guess, more refined society. Right. And so as she's there healing from the dog bite. For like weeks. Yeah, weeks. It's very bizarre to yeah. me that they allow their daughter to stay. Or I guess, well, she's got the older brother that's in charge. That's yep. why. Yep. Okay. It's all making sense now. But she stays for but weeks. There were there was a convention during that time that you don't move a sick person. Right, or someone true. who was, you know, infirm in any way. Like in Pride and Prejudice. Right. Jane has to stay. <laughs> she has to stay. Bingley does that's not right. mind. That's right. But we're not talking about that. No, we are no. talking about Wuthering Heights. So Catherine stays, and she sort of forms, she becomes, like, forms friendships with um, the children. The children there. Yeah, Isabella and... 
and Edgar. Edgar, yeah. Yes. And, um, yeah, so she comes back and she's a bit more refined and mm-hmm. posh and polished and whatever. Yes. And she sort of, I feel like, I can't remember exactly what she says, but she says something sort of belittling to Heathcliff, Heathcliff. when she comes back. Right. And then he is offended. Mm-hmm. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Because they used to be thick as thieves. Right. And so then Heathcliff is speaking to Nellie again, mm-hmm. the house woman. Woman, I yeah. don't know what her Housekeeper. role is. Housekeeper. Yeah. yeah. And he, I feel like, I can't remember if this is correct or not, but I feel like he, like, she overhears him speaking and he says something about, like, I couldn't marry her or, like, I don't deserve her or something along those lines. But she's like, oh, okay, well, apparently I'm off limits. Mm-hmm. So then she spends more and more time with Edgar okay. and professes, like, her love for him or mm-hmm. something. And so she ends up marrying Edgar mm-hmm. and Heathcliff goes away for, like, three years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three yeah. years. So that's going on. Right. And they're both bro- kind of broken up about it. I mean, she did have feelings for Heathcliff. Heathcliff had feelings for her. Um, but it doesn't seem like they were – we don't get a real sense. I don't didn't get a real sense of them being based on, like, anything other than the fact that they were two young people who spent some time so together. So much time together. Yeah. yeah. And that they viewed each other as, like, oh, you're not my sibling, you know. Right. Then you could be a possible romantic partner. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like – even as I finished reading the book, I still don't fully grasp, like, why Catherine and Heathcliff are like this, yeah. you know. Romantic. I feel like people, like, compl- uh, compare them to, like, Romeo and Juliet, and it's just, yeah. like, this, like, esteemed sort of relationship. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's so dysfunctional. Very like, dysfunctional. I'm not sure why we, like, prize right. them as, like, this And there's a lot couple. of, like, abuse in, like, the other family, like, with the Earnshaws. Like, it's very... There's... Speaking to each other in, like, really harsh ways and also physical violence, which I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's not not great. Not great. So, Catherine and Edgar Edgar. live at... Thrushcross Grange. Thrushcross Grange. Yeah. Or... This is a mouthful. We'll call it The Grange, because they refer to it as The Grange. Okay. And then Hindley, Mm -hmm. who's the older Earnshaw child... Right. ...lives at Wuthering Heights. And he is married for a brief time and has a son named Hareton. Yes. Which, again, all these confusing names. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Heathcliff comes back into the picture. Yeah. And he, I'm not sure how he moves back in with Hindley. Well, he's supposed to because he was sent away for education and something, but he's still attached to the house. (laughs) And he comes back, and he's all broody and everything, and um, the other Linton child, Isabella, starts having some feelings for him. And I feel like Catherine is trying to convince her not to act. She's like, right. I don't think you really like him. Yeah. And I feel like Edgar is like, go don't, for it, yeah, because exactly. like get him out of the picture, uh-huh. because... Catherine seems to be really missing him, right. and and he no, and Edgar's insecure about like the fact that he's just around because they have this connection, right? So that's going on. Heathcliff is at Wuthering Heights yeah. with Henley mm-hmm. and Henley's son Hareton. Yep. and Henley is like drunk all the time and right. is terrible. His wife has died. His wife has died, and he has disliked Heathcliff for forever. forever. Yeah, um, because he was. Favored, Heathcliff looks favored above him. him. By their father, right. But um, Heathcliff, I feel like, is wanting to, like, exact revenge on mm-hmm. him. Um, but in a moment of drunkness, um, shoot, names, Henley grabs Hareton. He, well, he almost dropped, he drops him over the banister. Right, right. But, like, Heathcliff catches him at the bottom. Yeah. And so then, like, what could have been his moment of revenge, he ends up sort of, like, sealing him into, like, a level of indebtedness, mm-hmm. right? He's like, okay, well, you saved my son. You can stay at the house. Here. We'll, yeah. like, manage we'll deal with each other. Each other. Yeah. 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 So that's going on. Um, and at that time, so Nellie, the housekeeper who's telling the story, um, had been raising Hareton, and she gets sent to um, the, the Grange. Grange. Right. Yeah, so that's yeah. happening. And at this point, Catherine is pregnant. But we don't. I know this. Right, exactly. She's like, I feel like in all these older sort of movies and books and shows and whatnot, like, people always talk about, like, their nerves and, like, oh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's sort of, like, in this sort of emotional, like, fit sort of stage because mm-hmm. she's, like, sick over Heathcliff. Right. Um, 
And they, and they mention that she's, like, sickly. Yeah. They don't mention, and then all of a sudden they're like, and she died in childbirth. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> wait, you know she was pregnant. <laughs> right. But I get that that wasn't the convention. You didn't talk about pregnancy because then you'd have to talk about how someone got pregnant, you know. Right. And that wasn't, you know, talked about during those times. Right. Okay, so then Catherine dies. Yeah. And Edgar is in pieces. He is in pieces. And so is Heathcliff. Right. But Heathcliff is, they have this, like, huge row right before she dies. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, you know, I feel like it's that, like, famous quote that people quote all the time that I can't remember, which is terrible. But basically he's, like, um, he he sort of, like, blames her for, like, dying, essentially. Yeah. Um, So I feel like they're... They they're at odds like yeah to the very end and then he's like happy they wouldn't have been happy and then he's angry that like she didn't mention his name like in her like last words and it's just kind of ridiculous Mm -hmm. very dysfunctional very dysfunctional so I guess before she's buried yeah Edgar is like with her like you know all the waking hours and then Heathcliff is like by the window like lurking Mm -hmm. I don't know right throughout the night yeah and. I thought it was very odd that at one point he, like, sneaks in and he takes the hair mm-hmm. out of the locket um, that was Edgar's hair and he puts his own in. Yeah. And then Nellie, like, sees what happens and she, like, takes Edgar's hair off the floor and puts it in the locket, too. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a mixed special yeah. locket. That's yeah. just very, very weird. strange. I don't know why I brought that up. I just yeah. thought it was weird. Yep. Okay, so then Catherine's buried, mm-hmm. and she has a daughter. Yes. And they name her Kathy. Catherine, yeah. Kathy. Not Catherine, but yeah. they call her Kathy. Mm-hmm. And then, um... At the same time, Isabella... Oh, yeah. At the same time, Isabella's also pregnant. pregnant, Which I'm like, what? And she has been very vocally against him since they got married. Against Heathcliff. Yes, Heathcliff. Yeah. Um, And then all of a sudden she's pregnant. mm -hmm. And it's sort of confusing. I think it's right around when Catherine is dying. But she, like, comes to the Grange in, like this, like, flurry, and she, like, escaped from the house, and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other, and talking about how crazy Heathcliff is, yeah. and she escapes, yeah. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and goes to the south. Yeah, she goes to a city, which I feel like she names her child that city. Linton. No? That's no. her last name. That's her former last name. She, where does she, what is the child, oh gosh. They, they go to the south, and eventually they end up in London, I think, for a while. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she ends up far away, and Heathcliff is fine to let her go. Right. But then she dies. Yeah. Because eight years later, they all seem to die. Right. <laughs> well, it is kind of a fact of life eventually. It's crazy. Um, oh. Okay. Go ahead. So they name him Linton. Yeah. Which is her surname. Her former. That's her maiden name. Right. Edgar and Isabella Linton. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. Which you leads, that up. leads to a, even more confusion because it's Linton Heathcliff and then there's Mr. Heathcliff and, you know, and so it's very confusing. It's just a lot. Yeah. So when Isabella dies, Edgar gets the child, gets Linton, and brings him back and is planning on raising him at the Grange. Right. With and Kathy. Kathy's excited, like, oh, new friend, right. new playmate. Super excited. What's up? Yep. And then Heathcliff shows up and he's like, yeah, I'm here to collect my son. Like, right. you're coming to me. <laughs> yeah. and you're he's my, like, well, no, he says my property. Yeah, he does. And then yeah. he's like, Nellie, bring him to my house. Yeah. Like, he's like moving tonight. In. And right. Edgar's like, let him stay until tomorrow. And Heathcliff isn't having it. So they take him. And he's kind of a sickly child anyway. Um, and obviously just lost his mother. So not willing to go with a stranger. It seems reasonable. Right. And um, he wasn't told he had a father when Edgar goes or Nellie goes to tell him why he's leaving. And he's like, I didn't know I had a father. Um, and his mother never spoke of Heathcliff, obviously, because she thinks he's crazy. Right. Um, and then uh, it's, yeah, that's their introduction. That's the introduction. So then Linton goes to live in the house with Heathcliff. Yeah, Wuthering Heights. Um, right. With Hindley and Hareton yes. as well. So mm-hmm. it's like four of them living at the house. Yeah. And meanwhile, Kathy's like, where'd my playmate go? Like, what's up? <laughs> yeah. And Edgar's like, you can't ever go over there. Mm-hmm. And then Heathcliff is telling Linton, like, you can never go back to the Grange. Right. Like, no, we're mm-hmm. not interacting with him. Because Edgar and um, Heathcliff hate, hate each other. Yeah. But children are children. Right. And I feel like how, how, they run into each other like... So Kathy So Edgar's away for some reason on like business and Kathy and takes Nellie. her horse okay. around the park, but then she like 
went over a low hedge and was trying to get to um, these, like, the crag rocks. Um, But she didn't make it there because it was getting dark and she stops at Wuthering Heights. Right. Because I feel like, I feel at one point in the story, she's, like, looking out the window or something, she's like, oh, like, what are those rocks over there? Like, Mm -hmm. she basically has never left the house and she doesn't know that other people live, like, Within Very close. A, you know, yeah. a ride or whatever. And she wanted to go and explore something new, and obviously she's being told that she has to stay at home. So because she doesn't make it there before it gets, like, dark, um, she ends up hanging out at Wuthering Heights, and Nellie goes to find her, and she meets Linton. Right, and they're like, oh, P.S., your cousins. And right. she's like, I didn't know I had a cousin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like that. Right. <laughs> exactly Bye, like Joe. That. What? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Because that's how they speak in oh. Yorkshire. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so then they obviously want to continue seeing each other and because they enjoy each other's company. Um, and both families are like having none of it. They keep them apart. They start sending letters back and forth. And then... Um, yeah, like sneaking letters yeah, back and sneaking forth. sneaking letters. So like someone comes to get milk and she's sending like letters to to him and Nellie finds them um she's like this has to stop right and so they do they stop for a little bit for a time yeah um and then doesn't Heathcliff like find them too and he's like my child is much happier when you're like writing to him so you need to continue this yeah I think he then like is basically like you're welcome in our home right and but he doesn't really like Linton. And I think that's part of it. He wants to, like, kind of push him off on... Has Hindley died at this point? I think so. It's hard to keep track. It's hard to keep track. At one point, he also dies. Yeah. So then it's just his son. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's Hareton, Linton, and Heathcliff living in this house. Right. Anyways, he basically tells Catherine, you're welcome to, like, come back here. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Edgar comes back from business and is like... You know, Heathcliff would never want you there. And he's like, oh, actually, he said I could come whenever. And so then they start interacting more. Mm -hmm. Um, And at this point, they're like, what, 16? Unclear. Yeah. (laughs) No idea. At one point, they're like 16 and talking to each other. And Kathy is obviously starting to have feelings for Linton. And Edgar doesn't love it. But he's like, well, once you guys are adults, like, I can't really do anything about it. But right now, you're still a child. So you have to follow my sort rules. of my roles. Yeah. Also, side plot. Yeah. Before Catherine dies, mm-hmm. right? She and uh, Heathcliff have that row or whatever, and he's basically like, "I want you to haunt me for as long as I'm on this earth. I can never live without you." Right. And the other. So there's like weird supernatural supernatural stuff, stuff going on with Catherine and Heathcliff. Yeah. And he seems like super agitated all the time, but he already was. But he, it's even more like sinister almost. Yeah, and it seems very dark. Very and dark. He just doesn't seem like a good father figure. Right? No, no, no. He's not at all. Yeah. yeah. So um, it gets to the point where like Edgar starts getting sickly, and so does Linton, and um, Kathy starts being at home at the Grange much more because she's trying to take care of her father. Trying to take care of her father. And Nellie also gets right, sick. Right, Nellie gets sick eventually as well, and so she's nursing them both, but she's also sneaking out at night to go to the Wuthering Heights, and then at one point they start meeting in a field in the summertime, she and Linton. Yeah. And he's very ill. He's very ill, but, like, she, she, she says something about, like, how have you been, and he's like, oh, um something about like he's been worse and he like mm-hmm. seems like he's in a terrible place in terms of his like health and emotions and right. stuff he's also keeps like seeing visions of his father and he's like he's coming yeah. he's gonna get me and he, like seems scared and right like, what and are then, you but he's also about? then out of sorts completely and then obviously kathy is like i'm gonna go and then he keeps like trying to detain her it seems like with time yeah it's bizarre it is bizarre and then at a certain point heathcliff does show up yep and he's like, he needs your arm. He needs you to help him take him back mm-hmm. to our house. And so he convinces them. To because I feel back. like for whatever reason, she's not supposed to go in their house. Right. Like she can meet them in the halfway. Halfway. And but yeah, she, she is not to be in Wuthering Heights and he is not to be in the Grange. Right. Yeah. But they decide to help him and go into the house. Mm-hmm. 
and then basically he could like kidnaps yeah them. he's like he locks the door and he's like you're not leaving you're gonna marry linton tomorrow yeah and she's like you have to let me go my father's like on death's doorstep yep. and this is not okay mm-hmm. and he's like nope you're staying here mm-hmm. like i don't care if he dies because essentially heathcliff is trying to get back at edgar mm-hmm. and if Catherine marries his son then they inherit all, all of the land the and land. money and the estate and etc yeah that was originally um Catherine's. Right. And their fathers. Well, yeah, Kathy, Catherine and uh, Edgar's. Well, Edgar's father, but also <laughs> Kathy. You know, whatever. It's all complicated. Sorry, I'm making it worse. The Earnshaws, yes. essentially. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're intertwined. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. he's trying to inherit everything. Yeah. And basically, he keeps them locked up for like five days. Yeah. Um, and, and Kathy is very clever and escapes. Well, first... Right? First, she agrees and she marries him. Right, yes. So she's and married. then they let Nellie go after right. five days. Mm-hmm. And Nellie goes home, but they still won't let Catherine come home. Yes. And so Nellie, like, talks to Edgar, and she's like, they've got Kathy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he basically wants to amend his will. Uh-huh. And so she's like, okay, well, we'll, you know, get the lawyer, get the lawyer, yeah. and he'll be here, and we'll get this fixed. Because um, essentially he doesn't want everything that should go to Kathy to then go to Heathcliff. Heathcliff. Yeah. And so um, she tries to call for, I guess, the doctor and the lawyer mm-hmm. or whatever. And the doctor comes, but the lawyer never comes. But in the middle of the night, she, like, hears a knock on the door. And this is where Kathy has been clever. Right. And she has escaped. She escapes, yeah. And didn't Heathcliff somehow, like, get the lawyer to not come? Isn't that how that happened? Yeah, he comes the next morning after Edgar's already died. Right. And it's because he had been with Heathcliff mm-hmm. chilling at right. the other house. Yep. Um, Heathcliff, I mean, terrible, but terrible, clever. You but know, clever. like, getting what he needs done, what he wants done. Yeah, so then Edgar has died, mm-hmm. but Kathy does get to see him before he right. dies, which that is, is beautiful. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is a terrible story. <laughs> like, I know, but I mean, like, okay, one little glimmer, okay. Of, yeah, um, And then she goes back. To Wuthering Heights. Um, she has a She's now husband. married. Yeah. And Linton is really sickly, and he's being terrible to her. Yeah, he's being a terrible husband. But it doesn't last long, because then he dies. He dies, yeah. <laughs> so we got a little one-two punch. Yeah. Pow-pow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Kathy, I think this is sort of how the book begins. Uh-huh. Kathy is living there with Heathcliff yeah. and Hareton. yeah. And that's kind of, like, when the story begins, the, um, the tenant, tenant has, like, stopped in and he's like, so, wait, how are you all related to each other? And, yeah. you know, trying to understand that dynamic. Um, and so they're renting out the, the Grange. Grange to, this his man. name is Lockwood, or yeah, I believe. Yeah, Lockwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. And so he goes away because he's like. Forget this. This crazy. is crazy. I hate the the moors. It's so depressing up here during the winter. Like he legitimately says, like I can't deal with this weather and this this station. So he goes back. South. Like I'm out. Yep. And but he's still technically renting it because he because he paid, paid for like for a year or something and yeah. he close a hard a ass. Yeah, hard <laughs> ass for sure. Yeah, Won't yeah. let him out on any of his money. Exactly. And he didn't want to. Lockwood is like I. Stand up, I'll stand up, yeah. So then he comes back randomly because he's yeah. doing business in the north. And he doesn't realize how close he is to the property. He's right. like, oh, well, I might as well just stay it's at the house I'm renting yeah. since I'm paying for it already. Right. So then he goes back and if the house isn't ready, um, Nellie isn't there. And so yeah. he's like, I will go to Wuthering Heights for an hour or I'll go, you know, around town for an hour to get, let you get my room ready. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes to Wuthering Heights. He runs into Nellie who's like, oh, guess what? All these things has happened in the last, like, year. And we're like, okay. Yeah. So much has gone down. Yeah. So essentially Kathy mm-hmm. and – Hareton have like fallen for each other. Oh, yeah, again, proximity, you know. Right, I'm like these people are all cousins. Yeah, like what yeah. is how well, Hareton is this? seemed the whole time to be I mean, they kept calling him stupid because he's just uneducated, you right. know. And um, it's not his fault. His it's father's not. a drunk who like doesn't invest in him at all. Right. So he gets made fun of because he speaks like someone from Yorkshire instead of someone with refinement. Um and so he was kind of the um 
poked fun at by Linton and Kathy when they were younger, kind of like Heathcliff was with Catherine and Edgar, you know, back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think as they have spent time together, they're the only bright spots in each the house lives. and in each other's lives. So they kind of start falling for each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they, like, clear out some of the garden to put flowers in and get in, and get in trouble <laughs> because they took out someone's, like, um, current bushes yeah. or whatever. and Joseph or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And then um, she gets him a book. Yeah, right? she and, and she helps sort of teach him to, to read, read and, and things like that. And that's, I mean, I think the ending is probably like the most positive-ish. Well, them together is positive. Right. But the, the, the cliff is still there. But then he dies. But then he dies. Because everyone, everyone dies. Everyone dies. But, and he di- when he dies, like, obviously he's descending into madness. Yeah. And this whole idea of, like, Kathy, Catherine, um, like, haunting him, he is in these fits where he's, like, not eating, but he's, like, kind of looking and almost as if he's having a conversation with someone else. And I, I mean, once I got past that, I figured that was him having visions of Catherine. Right. And I think also there was a change in his demeanor. He mm-hmm. was like smiling, seeing her more, and so yeah. then he was happier. Right, and he was like more pleasant to the people who were living at Wuthering yeah. Heights. And they because like, the, he was like, this "Don't is talk to bizarre. me." <laughs> right, I'm not going to thrash you because I'm having you not speak to me. <laughs> right, know? and then I I feel like I don't know if I just didn't fully process yeah. how he dies, but I feel like he says something about like I want to be alone in the house, mm-hmm. and then. He's dead. Right. I don't know. So he hadn't eaten for, like, four days. I think he ended up starving to death. Okay. Yeah. Because it's unclear. Like, um, there was points where he was sneaking out at night and just, like, walking around the moors at night um, and then sneaking back in the house. Um, And the night that he dies, it's, like, raining and Nellie thinks he's gone out, you know, but he hasn't because he's already... And so he died. Yeah. And his eyes are open and it's yeah. a creepy and smile situation. Yeah, and she's like, I, she went over to, Nellie tries to close her his eyes, but she was like, and they didn't close. And I'm like, oh. Ugh, so creepy. Yeah. Also, when um, Catherine is buried, she's yeah. not buried at the church. She's like buried off to the side, like in, in a hill yeah. area. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact description. But, and then Edgar is buried next to her when he dies, but then he, like, convinces the groundskeeper to somehow, like, pull out the side of her coffin right. so that, like, when he's buried, he can be there, yeah, too, and you won't yeah. be able to tell who's is whose, yep. and all, this is all kinds yep. of creepy. Yeah, and she, he wanted to see her face. Oh, yeah, and, he he and does at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah he, and like, he's, like, she still looks like her, and I'm, like, ugh. Maybe ugh. she's incorrupt. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it was all kinds yeah. of all kinds of creepy. So I mean, it ends with Heathcliff dying mm-hmm. and being buried next to Catherine, right? And then Kathy and Lynn, Lynn not no. Lynn, Lynn's dead. No, Catherine, Catherine and <laughs> shoot, we got Harriton. so far. Kathy and Harriton are like gonna Getting married. They're marry going to each get other. married, and they're going to live at the Grange, right? And shut up the Wuthering Heights house because it's all kinds of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of creepy. So, so that's our assessment. Would, of I have a really, I mean, I have no idea how you're going to answer this question. Would you recommend okay. this book? I would, um, if it was a choice between having nothing to read yeah. and you're stuck on an island with nothing to do, yeah. um, or reading this book, yeah. sure. Okay. But would I be like, five stars, this is the best book ever. I recommend this to all my friends. Yeah. No. Yeah. I feel like um, I know that it's a classic work of literature, mm-hmm. so there should be merit to reading it. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I was reading it, I was just like, I don't understand. Right. This is very depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, just like lots of themes of like revenge yeah. and spite. Hatred and, and hatred. spite. Yeah. And Mm-hmm. That's not really like what I want to fill my life with. Right. So, um, yeah. In that respect, I wasn't a huge fan. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How about you? I would. I mean, I no. I would not recommend. <laughs> I it. know. <laughs> um, if if this were you know you had all the classic books to choose, choose from, from and you chose this one, I would say 
are you sure about that? Um, and, uh, but the thing is, after I finished, I, I went and did some research because I, I like research. And also I felt like I needed to understand a little bit more about it because I had a, obviously a pretty strong reaction to not enjoying the experience of reading it and the story itself. Mm-hmm. But when I was reading commentaries and information about the book, it made me realize that this was an, an inventive way of telling a story. I didn't personally love the way that it was bouncing in between the story being told to Lockwood and the story itself. Cause being you do get us. seen, yeah. you know, um, but it is a, a, I mean, it's a, it was novel at the time, right? It was new. It was different. Um, I will say that I feel like it's what started, you know, with her explaining it to Lockwood mm -hmm. and then it goes for a very long time and I I completely forgot that that's what was happening. And then I was like, oh my gosh, right. Okay. We're, we're still being told a story. Right. Exactly. Um, and so I think that was kind of interesting. Um, and it made me think about the time. So I looked a little bit up into the time period of when this was written. So this was written in um, 1847. Okay. Okay. Um, And when I think of like a lot of these classic books, I think like Jane Austen and everything like that. And um, I went to look at when Emily Bronte was alive and when Jane Austen was alive. So Jane Austen was born in 1775 and died in 1817. Emily Bronte was born in uh, 1818 and uh, died in 1845. So she died really young. No, 48. Sorry, 48. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a way, they're kind of contemporaries right so i mean heavily influenced by austin i believe you know because we think of austin as kind of being a revolutionary in literature by really having these strong female characters and um coming to light and talking about relationships in ways they hadn't Mm -hmm. you know um go ahead my question was just though were austin's works like highly regarded during her lifetime? They were, well, I mean, so much. very much published. I mean, yeah. she published under a pen name. Um, but by the time, you know, Emily Bronte would be reading these types That's of things. That's true. She was born know. the year after she died, but then right. it took a while to grow up and read. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, when I was reading about Emily, um, a lot of the kind of dour and, like, bleaker things about her storytelling kind of actually come from her upbringing. Um, So she uh, was born in Thornton uh, in the north of England, and this takes place in the north of England. So we have kind of a different landscape than Jane Austen because Jane Austen was born in the south, and a lot of her stories, like, deal with Bath and London, you know, really high society. Um, And the Peak District. Right, in the the Peak District, yeah. Um, And Emily Abrante went to the clergy's daughter's school um and there she suffered abuse um and then there was like a typhoid epidemic when she was like six years old there and she and her sisters went home um and her oldest three sisters um died shortly after so the bronte sisters sisters so there would have been seven so there were four she was the youngest there were um four more um that remained. Okay. Um, and so, and, and there's not actually a lot known about Emily Bronte because she was very reclusive and mysterious, they said. Ooh, okay. Um, and so I feel like that's very much reflected in her writing. And so I kind of understood where this like characterization and this view of the world kind of came from when I learned more about her. Not saying that I like it anymore <laughs> now knowing about it, but it kind of gave me a different perspective on maybe why, why she might have written that way. Yeah, my, why it was so bleak, why it was so heart-wrenching, why, you know, but I I agree with you because, you know, this um story people really like put it high up as like this romantic ideal of Heathcliff and um I don't agree with that at all yeah I feel like he just seems I mean I I I mean he's obviously very dedicated to her right they're very um I feel like it seems like a very familial love right like Mm. they're just like you Mm -hmm. are my best friend you are my person I get this but um they but they're both to. also, like, selfish, right? right? Because she chooses to marry Edgar 
based on, like, a whim, mm-hmm. essentially. And then Heathcliff's like, well, I'm going to spite you. I'm going to marry Isabella. And, right. like, neither one of them are choosing marriages where they actually think they'll ultimately be happy. Right. And then they just make each other miserable. Yeah. But I think at the same time, they didn't seem to make each other really happy when they could have been together, you know, when they were, before they were married to different people. Yeah. But, um, so I, I looked at a bunch of, um, authors, like, critiques of this, and, um, the American author, Ann Tyler, um, in an interview, um, she said, I somehow made it into adulthood without ever reading Wuthering Heights, but then I found out that, um, several of my women friends considered Heathcliff their all-time favorite romantic hero. Ugh. So I read about three quarters of it and as a grown-up and immediately developed some serious concerns about the mental health of my friends. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I feel like I feel that way as well yeah um it was so I yeah I I don't know uh it's just not an enjoyable read and also I gotta be honest I was I'm trying really hard to finish this yeah you were and so um she was speed reading I was speed reading so there's probably like 75 pages that I just like skimmed through oh my gosh I'm a really good skimmer so I did get some like from some things from it but um there were a couple of times where like in later part of the book I was like what are we talking about so I definitely like solidly read the last 150 and I read solidly the first like 75 so there's a little piece a little gap in the middle yeah Yeah. that's fair but yeah so I don't know I feel like overall I'm glad I have read it because Uh now I can speak to it. Judge people. Right. (laughs) Love it. Yes. Um but yeah, I would say that not not my favorite. Yeah. So I had put on my Instagram story this morning that I was really trying to finish the last two, three chapters and I was like struggling. Two, three hundred pages. No, no, no. Uh I was really struggling. And um so actually a couple of my friends, lovely friends both from the UK um, that I know from my study abroad days back, oh, too long ago now. Back when. Um, but Lauren, my friend Lauren, hey Lauren, um, she said it was a battle. It was so depressing. And I, you know, said, oh, you know, what made you read it? She's like, I just finished reading this a couple weeks ago. And she's trying to read the BBC 100 books to read before you die. And she said, uh, reading that got me closer to death, <laughs> which I was very, very hilarious. Apt. Yeah. So Lauren loved your humor. That was so great. Um, and then my friend Zoe, hey Zoe, um, she said, it's such a weird story. Uh, Jane Eyre and Sense and Sensibility are much better. So we picked the wrong Bronte sister, apparently. Apparently. Okay. Well, maybe we'll circle back to Jane Eyre at some point. I don't know. Um, and she said she found it very confusing. And at points, um, it was like, like, who? What? And also, she read it as an adult, so it's not like she was too young to get it. You know, she yeah. was like, it was very convoluted. Yeah, it was very strange. I read something online about it, there being like a theme of doubles. So, mm. like, the second half of the book, like, sort of mirrors the first the first half. And okay. just in terms of, like, pairs of characters and how they relate to one another, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, doubling. Um, I totally get that. Going that. on. Yeah. Um, but... It, it was very convoluted and hard to keep track of mm-hmm. characters. And there were so many, like, intermarriages between families and hatreds of right. each other. That was like, who? Does anybody like each other? Right. At this point, I can't and even at this remember. Point, like, is it based on any fact or is it just the fact that we've had a grievance in the past and we need and to continue gonna this? are going to maintain this. Yeah. Yeah, um, Zoe also brought up a good point. She said that uh, she finds that a lot of classics are really difficult to read because of the overt misogyny um, and that a lot of people don't seem to understand that. Uh, but it's a classic is what they say, you know, um, yeah. to kind of excuse these things. Um, but she's like, but I still don't want to read about rape and like, you know, um, abuse and things like that. Uh, which I think is a completely valid point, you know? Yeah. And it made me think about, like, why it's, is this a classic? You know? What do you think? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, th- I don't know if it's just because of, like, the time period in which it was written. Mm-hmm. I know, um, at least I'm fairly certain I know, that I read um, that it wasn't, like, initially very popular. Right. It was sort of, like, shocking when mm-hmm. it first came out. Yeah. Um, and her sister... Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
um, like, wrote the foreword when it was, like, republished a second time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, people sort of then rallied behind it more. Um, but as to why or, like, what makes it a classic, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I, that's one thing that I'm kind of confused about in certain – when it comes to certain books, you know, that have, like, really problematic storylines or are extremely, like, dark. I mean, and there's, like, dark books that are well-written, but this one – is I mean, it because I wouldn't it's say it was poorly written. I right. think it was written well. It was just the content you that I wasn't like, yeah. super right. fond of. Yeah. And is it a classic because it brought a new style that was then copied? Maybe, but I don't know. I don't know either. I will not tell my friends to go ahead and read this book. And I'm kind of Since mad that I actually... Them already have. <laughs> right, I'm actually kind of upset that I bought the book instead of getting it from the library or, you know, reading an online version because now it's just going to be it's on my bookshelf. Just on your shelf to stare you, you know? down. Yeah. yeah. Well, that way you can save your next friend, you know, you 15 go. bucks or something. Yeah. Like, hey, borrow my copy. You don't right. have to return it. Right. That's fine. Don't love Lending it, library? Just yeah. lend it on. You know, maybe that's that's the answer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed our discussion about discussion it at least. Analysis. We so if kept you better if, track of names. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that we realized because it was kind of confusing that it needed a little bit more clarity. <laughs> clarity. Although we messed up like twelve times, yeah, but you know at what? least it wasn't twenty-five. It's, you're right. Yeah. And uh, our next book club is going to be a modern novel, so maybe we'll pick something. Light Cheery. and fluffy yeah, and fun. Definitely. Definitely more frothy than this, which I think would be anything. Right. Yeah. Anything's a step up. <laughs> so well, September will be a happy if month. If you haven't read Wuthering Heights, now you don't have to, so you're welcome. And yeah, if you, you are um, welcome. If you have read Wuthering Heights and you disagree with our opinions, like go for it. Let us you know. know. You can let us know um, through our socials, through our email if you want. Um, I don't think you're going to change our minds, but you could let us know what you think if you That's, want. Yeah, if you want. Feedback is appreciated. Yeah. Um, so the first Monday of September is actually Labor Day. It's the 7th. It's the right? 7th. Yeah. Um, but we'll just prepare ahead of time and drop a little book club episode. Once we've determined the book, we yeah. will let you know. Exactly. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yes. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, our account is Grand Millennial Podcast, or you can email us at grandmillennialpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to find us on iTunes, we would love to hear your feedback. Um, If you'd like to rate or review, we prefer five stars only, but we're open to all feedback. (laughs) I mean, I would really like to not have constructive criticism, but I can take it. We can take it. Yeah, Yeah, one for the team. Okay, cool. Thanks for listening. Bye.